following is a Gutterball special presentation. It's as good as we're going to get. It's pretty good. I've just, yeah, the three, two, one was good. The beep was a little off, but I've come to understand that I've reconciled. I reconciled that. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. You know what's strange, though, is like, like we're having a conversation. We hear our voices. Maybe there's a little bit of latency. There's not much, though. But mm-hmm. I think with these Bluetooth headphones, it's not like there's a little more latency somehow like right. in, in the chain somewhere yeah. by the time it gets edited together. Like we're having a little bit of a different interaction. Okay. Weird, you know. Like I see what you mean when you when it's edited, it's different. Yeah, because there's no latency when it's edited, or there's more or something. Well, yeah, because it's all good. It gives our podcast a strange cadence that's come (laughs) to be what we're known for. So I suppose so. So why screw with it? It's a different experience. Um, Yeah, it's not really. There is no truth, Brad. There's no truth. Let's face it. Well, truth is different, right? Yes. Truth is a much trickier concept than, let's say, determining facts or... Wait, how is determining facts different from knowing truth? Well, truth, I think, is a much greater concept. Like, to, to get at what the truth is, is might be very hard, right? It, or it might just be not attainable, but you can always try to get closer and closer to it. Well, the current climate is that facts are just as tricky. Right. Right. Well, yeah, politicians have always... Um, Dealt in truthiness. Yeah, truthiness. But now, it's you don't even need to do that. Right. It just has to kind of just like if you can say something's completely not true, but as long as you feel it's getting at a greater underlying truth that you believe to be true. That was a weird sentence with a lot of truths and truths in it. I was following it, I think. But yeah, I think it's followable, but it's just not. Um, it's just not a very good. Uh, it's just not very eloquent. But yeah. I mean, well, I, th- I think this is the reaction you're going for when you're dealing in that kind of shit. And here, stand by. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the reaction. Okay. Okay. Don't care. Feels good. Okay. That's it. Doesn't matter if it's true. Don't care. Feels good. Yeah, you got it. It's like, you know, if you're... No, it doesn't matter, right? doesn't matter if you're fucking another guy's balls. Feels good. You consider yourself straight, but it doesn't matter. It feels good. As long as it feels good. doesn't have to be true or right or anything. Right. Feels good. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Don't care, feels good. Hmm. Well... 
how about them scars guards? Oh, wait, we got some revisits. Shit. Yeah, we do have a revisit before we well, a minor revisit. Well, I just uh, felt I, I had this on, on deck last time and I couldn't quite get it out before we finished, but I just thought it was curious that we were talking about Fer- Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. And and we were talking about how Cameron, his uptight friend. Right. Right? It's a tight ass. Tight ass. So tight that if you put a piece of coal up there in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. Diamond, yeah. Right. Now, a couple episodes ago, and another Scars Guardians of the Galaxy, we talked about Superman and his ability to squeeze coal into diamonds. Handy party trick. Yeah, not too bad. So I'm just like th- I can stack pennies on my elbow and then snatch them. That's pretty I, good. It's pretty good, and I beat the 1976 Guinness World Record. Wow. We've probably talked about it before, but like, there's a little there's a controversy about whether my record should stand or not because I stacked 45 pennies on my elbow and I caught them all, you know, swinging my hand down. Except one was stuck to my elbow. Mm. But in 1976 or whatever it was, the world record was only 39 pennies. I'm like, 39 pennies? It took me like two or three months of practicing every day for a couple of hours. And I was only like 10. And I was up to like 45 pennies. And my hands were tiny. Because I was a child. And they got this picture of the dude there swinging his elbow around. Oh, I'm going to grab the 39 penny. I'm like, yeah, fucking amateurs. Well, you know, I think there's something to be said for just the ability of everyone is just accelerating. It is. It's Moore's Law, right? Whether it's computers or penny stacking, elbow penny stacking. But then again, at the same time, you look at something like... I don't know. Go look at a, you know, a, a, a sculpture, right? Like Michelangelo. And it's like, that guy did that when he was... 23 years old. I know. I know. The, this is stone. It was made 400 years ago by a 23-year-old. Yeah. I don't know what that piece of artwork actually is. I don't know either. I was dying to know. Um, but, I, but it is just pretty cool. It's... Profoundly amazing. Um, Well, that's like the U2 phenomenon where they're 19 years old and writing songs that, you know, 40 years later, they're not embarrassed of. So uh, we need to find, though, that pick of that stone. We We should probably verify that those facts are indeed facts. And then we'll post that. We'll put that as a link. Yeah. Because I got no idea if it's true or not. Which which, which fact? That you two's not embarrassed. That's rather subjective. Well, How that's not the fact. Ever... I, that's not the fact I was referring to. Well, Brad, I just can you just can you please just finish you talking you two to me? And maybe yeah. we can have this conversation. I'll work on that. I mean, I got some other car trips coming up in the next couple of weeks. Just what what episode are you on? I think I have two and a half episodes. All right, so that's like six hours. Just do it. 
Yeah. Just do it. I did start listening to Reply All again today. How so. far behind are you on that? Calendar year 2017. I had not listened to any. I was listening to the first ep of 2017, it would seem. All right. Well, that's not too bad. That's right. Because they're only every two weeks. It still seems like quite a bit of episodes. But I, I'm listening to the goat testicle guy right now. <laughs> Which, yeah. So apropos, it seems. Yeah. I'm only like halfway through, though. But uh, I've seen the trailer for that movie. You have? Goat, the goat testicle movie. Yeah, I wow. saw that trailer a couple times, and I was like, "That seems like a curious film." It just that it, it's. But now I don't have to see it because they're just telling me the whole story. Well, I'm sure you'll get format, some more stuff condensed down into thirty minutes. You'll get more details and whatnot. It seems like a crazy thing that I had never heard of. You know. Right, yeah. How have I never heard of that? Had you heard of it? No, I had not heard of it until I saw I saw the trailer for the movie like last year sometime and that was it. Oh, so you had heard of it before you listened to the report of like this movie, this episode I assume is like based on the fact or it's like a cross promotion or something with the fact that this movie came out, right? Like they haven't talked about the movie yet. But I noticed it's in the show notes, like one of the first things. Well, they probably just found out about it, too, and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or, or yeah, or one of them actually saw the movie and was like, this is crazy. We should do an episode. on it. I don't know. Yeah. But it was the first thing. And I didn't even recognize it at first. It was like something movie, comma, nuts. And I, at first I was like, oh, they're just <laughs> saying nuts, like rats. Nuts. Like, I don't know what the episode's about, but it's just like, oh, there's this movie, Nuts. And then, you know, a couple minutes into the episode, I realized, oh, sh- yeah, there's that. I saw the trailer for this movie, and yeah, it was called Nuts. They were talking about the movie is titled Nuts. They weren't, they weren't just exc- saying, right, exclaiming like, drat. Right, exactly. Which is how I read it originally when I noticed it. It's understandable. But, yeah, the multiple meaning of Nuts. Mm-hmm. Lots Should of write meanings. that down. The multiple meanings of nuts. The multiple meanings. You got your meanings. pistachios. Oh, yeah. Filberts. I had some pistachio gelato last night. I'm mm. kind of back and forth on some pistachios. Now, my daughter, you might know her name's Jules, loves some pistachio nuts. Yes, pistachio is the ultimate nut as far as I'm concerned. Really? Yeah, it's... There's no nut like a pistachio. Better than a peanut? Yes. Peanuts I mean, are peanut. good, but there a pistachio the, is like... A peanut is know. the most versatile nut, though. It could be the most versatile. And I would call it the archetypical nut as well, but a pistachio right. is like, I don't know, like creamy and meaty at the same time. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Creamy and meaty together, you're not selling it too good to me. Like creamy, I, a creamy, meaty, nutty. Count, try, tr- like Trinity. It works. Here's the thing. It's like Sometimes else. they're green, you know? Yeah. They're like fucking green. Yeah, hell yeah, they're green. And creamy and meaty mm-hmm. and nutty. Yeah. It's kind of disgusting. I don't think that. 
I'm just if you analyze it empirically, right. it's a little disgusting. Like I, I guess I, like I can them. see what you mean. Like if if someone came to me and said, "Here, try this. It's creamy and meaty." I might be like, "That sounds gross." It's green However, and it's creamy and it's meaty. Close your I eyes and I'm going to insert it into your mouth. Pistachios. I now can say yes. A creamy meat is good. Let let me ask you this: some creamy you, nut meat. Mm. <laughs> Do you prefer to shell your own creamy nut meats, or do you like your creamy nut meats pre-shelled? Well, is it all part of the experience, or do you just want to get right to the green creamy nut meats? I mean, meats? the problem is if they aren't, if because you, you can get the whole bag with no shells, it's just too much. The height of luxury. Yes, like, I do enjoy it. And, like, just take a whole handful and just throw it in there at once. See, that's disgusting. Wait, throw it in where? In, in Into my creamy meat receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> creamy nut meat receptacle. Yeah. You <laughs> shove it in there, and it's, it's, it is the height of luxury. It's good, but it's just, like, too much. Like, I just, I, I, I just... Yeah, it's just too much. Like, I prefer the shell only because then it slows you down and you can enjoy one single little pistachio at a time. It's like eating fucking food with chopsticks. You know, it forces yeah. you to slow the fuck down right. and enjoy it. Savor every bite, you know, because it takes some concentration, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Or, like, crab legs. You yes. Get, you got to work at it. You don't want to eat like two pounds of crab meat. You could eat two pounds of crab legs, but it's only like an ounce and a half of fucking meat. Right. But well, it's imagine enough. imagine like a giant spoon, like a giant serving spoon just mounded with crab meat. It would be kind of disgusting. And just shoving that into your mouth. Yeah, it's just, it's too, it's too it's much. It's too much. Same thing with pistachios. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I like it. Like, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. There's something to it. But it's like, again, it's such a dense food. Like, you're taking that handful of pistachios and it's like 300 calories. You know what I mean? Right. One like handful all, of food. Yeah. Like, all at once. Like, it's just. And there's like eat that way protein in there. Like it's a meal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's overly decadent. I think it's just like, it's just too much. Right. It's like, Um, we've been reduced to this where we have other people shelling our creamy nut meats for us. Like, come on, you can shell your own nut meats. It's crazy. I like a, I like a macadamia, Brad. I like the way they oh, like yeah. have a kind of a snap. They kind of snap a little There's bit. A snap, but it's a smooth snap. It's a smooth snap. Yeah, yeah. it's a smooth sap snap. I also like, um, you know, down here I'm in Virginia. They got uh, peanuts are a big Virginia thing. Your Virginia peanuts. Okay. And they sell, like, ultra-crackly, snappy peanuts. And those are pretty damn good for the yeah, snap factor. That I've had, like, 
Like traveling down south, you always see like on the side of the road, like oh, peanuts, fresh peanuts. peanuts, or hot boiled peanuts. Hot boiled peanuts. Yeah, I've never like had. I've never stopped and sampled those. You should. You should. I probably should. You got to go to the like right the, kind oh, of place. This is peanuts from the grocery store, and like you know, it's like what's it called? What's the Mister Nut guy? You don't know Mister Peanut. Mister Peanut, right? <laughs> Like Mr. Peanut Peanuts, kind of. So my or, brother, uh, you might know him. His name is Dave. And I used to work at um, a retirement community, which was kind of halfway between a nursing home and a retirement community. And uh, I forget what my brother did that you might know him. His name's David. I forget what he did there. I mean, he's working with some old guy and. He was regaling David with some story about blah, blah, blah. And I knew the guy who invented Mr. Peanut. And Dave's like, what? Who? <laughs> you don't know Mr. Peanut. It's <laughs> like, no, I, I know Mr. Peanut. I didn't hear you. Totally. I know Mr. Peanut. <laughs> so you got to make sure you know Mr. Peanut. Right. It's an important part of uh, our cultural legacy, I think, in this country. I think so. Got the monocle, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. No pants. Yes. Top hat, cane. This is the one, right? We're talking about the same thing. Yeah, that's him. All right. That's him. Making sure you know Mr. Peanut. (laughs) Oh, I I know Mr. (laughs) Peanut. Oh, Jesus, that's a terrifying picture. Jesus Christ. Look at that thing. That's a hell of a thing to lay on somebody with a head full of acid Well, right you there. like looking at uh, What's um, the first anatomically thing? correct Mr. Peanuts? <laughs> no. No. Here, I'll just, I mean. There. We'll put it in the show notes, I guess. Uh, I sent it to you through the little doohickey. Um yeah. Yeah, it's a giant... Um, yeah, it's a giant Mr. Peanut balloon. Inflatable. Like well, it's those, like a hot air balloon. I think you can fly away in it. Oh, holy fuck, it's a hot air balloon. You're yeah. right. Can you imagine seeing Mr. Peanut coming down out of the sky, out of the blue, like that? That Whew. would be good advertising. See, I thought, you know how, like, they've done the things where they've taken, like, <laughs> Mr. Peanut, or... Fuck, not Mr. Peanut. Like Homer you Simpson. You don't know Mr. Peanut from Homer Simpson? I guess I don't. What did they do with Homer now? You know how, like, they've made, like, you know, Photoshop, like, if he was an actual person? No. <laughs> like, you know, he has, like, actual human skin texture. Ugh. But his body is still in that weird proportion, like giant eyeballs sticking no. out and whatnot. No, I don't know it. It sounds horrendous. Yeah, I guess there's multiple takes on this now that I'm Googled it. Anyway, I thought that's what you were seeing, like some kind of like super Mr. Peanut. Oh, right, right. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. As if like you really literally humanized Mr. Peanut. Yeah. No. Or like he had actual peanut. There, I sent you some homers to look oh, at. Oh, God, that is the fucking worst. 
Oh, geez. Although they could have done a more horrifying job with the eyeballs. I mean, I know they're trying to be true to Homer, but yeah, like they, this. They need some little veins and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they need some lids, like at least an attempt at some cursory lids. But the, like the stubble, like the kind of middle-aged man's stubble, it's clean yeah. shaven. That's not even stubble. It's clean shaven, but you can just see it. Right. Like on the lip and the chin is like, yeah. whoa. His weird little ear. Yes, the ear. The little is wisps bad. of hair. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's intense. Homer as human.jpg. That's one for the canon of the history of images. Fuck. Remember when there was that Simpsons episode where Homer was like came into the real world and was wandering around and you just right. had to show it to me because you were like mind gobsmacked? Yes. And I was like, okay, it's an animated Homer in the real world. I don't get it. I still don't understand what was so gobsmacking <laughs> about that to you. I don't know, man. I mean, I know, <laughs> but... I just have trouble sometimes. <laughs> With what? Things that you see? Yeah. <laughs> and understanding them. It just becomes difficult. <laughs> Is it something that you need help with, you think? It might be. <laughs> I just... Uh, can you try to explain what was so confounding and... No. Mind expand. Okay, you're not even no. going to try. Maybe okay. one day. <laughs> we'll put no, it on fine. the docket. I'll, I'll try it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean... Give it a whirl. Oh, shit. All right. I mean, <laughs> it sounds stupid now. Okay. I don't know. I just had never seen that. I, I, it confused me. Like, you it was never kind of saw... Like, at the time, <laughs> you never saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit or like Space Jam. But it didn't Space look Jam. like a cartoon. It was like it looked like so. It was like a three dimensional Homer, right? <laughs> like a CGI Homer, like a video game Homer. And now it just looks like a shitty like video game Homer. But at the time, not used to CGI like that. Like that's like a new. This was like you know. Way before, you know, the Jar Jar Binks or anything. It actually right? wasn't way before. Well, back it was then like it was two way years before. before. Now it's not way before. In fact, they were probably developing that Homer and Jar Jar Binks concurrently. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Long story short, in my mind... In my little mind at the time, <laughs> and let's not my use little boy let's mind. not use Jar Jar Binks as like the litmus test for <laughs> mind blowing shit. At least not in the way that's no. awesome. No, but he, in your the little Homer mind, <laughs> looked like it was like this real Homer I sent you. Like, how is it like a? It looks like Homer, yet it also looks real at the same time. Like in our world. I don't understand how they did it. That was not that I don't understand how they did it. It was like, I... Uh. See, I didn't think that it looked that that real, really. What they did was they, like, used some... 
They used camera techniques as if they were just shooting things, like shooting a dumpster in the side of a building. So they just used mm-hmm. actual footage. But then, like, you know, they just uh, they locked it down and they inserted him into there and gave him some shadows that were realistic and, you know, some decent lighting on the 3D thing. But, like, yeah. that was it. I mean, like, looking they just, at it now... I'm looking at it now. It's ridiculous. It looks like, you know how in, um, like it makes no sense because we saw the 3D Homer earlier. Yes, it makes no, don't ask me. I have no fucking clue <laughs> why it, I thought it was, why it gobsmacked me so. It just did. I was looking forward to it because you're like, oh my God, you won't believe what they did last night. I don't know how they did it. You must see it. I'm like, holy t- shit, okay. Like, I know, uh, and now it looks like uh, that fucking thing in Tim and Eric. <laughs> that 3D thing that Dan... Yeah, it's just like, it looks like it's worse than like the, like, um, the animation in like the Barbie... CGI movies that your daughter probably watched when she was five. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Swan Lake. Oh, yeah. Swan Lake. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, yeah. What was the other one? I'm just like you. You're just like me. It's something anyone can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the mirror? Yeah. Like there was a person in the mirror or something? Yeah, maybe, maybe. And it's like the girl living in the castle is very, has to learn her sciences and stuff, which she loves, but she just wants to be out there, like, you know, experiencing the world, not trapped up in her her high house. Or that might be Princess and the Popper might be. Uh, That's Princess Princess A. Popper. That's right. I'm thinking Princess A. Popper. Yeah. Um, Swan Lake. I'm pretty sure Martin Short voiced the villainous character. Hmm. I'd have yep. to look that up, but I'm almost positive that's Martin Short is the villainous guy. He's got like a mine going. They're like, it's kind of like a, you know, a modern day take on uh, raping the Middle East for their oil. But in this case, it's Martin right. Short stealing the precious gems out of the earth. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like an Indiana Jones type mining cart. Talking Temple of Doom era here. There was the twelve dancing princesses. I don't know that. I don't know if you saw that. There's all the fairy topia ones. Depends when they came out. By the time like two thousand six rolled around, she had transitioned into like Oh, these bears. I forget what the fucking bears were called. Some kind of bears. And then by, like, 2007, she was basically just, you know, I was had her watching, like, The Thing and The Godfather, so. Right. Right. Barbie and the Secret Door. Hmm. 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 Secret door. Yeah, I only, I only really remember the fuck with those bears. Remember Swan Lake, Princess A. Popper. Um, ugh, I'm gonna get gummy shit for bears. That. 
No, not gummy bears, not Berenstain bears. Wait, what did you say? What did you say? You don't know Berenstain bears. <laughs> you mean the Berenstain bears, right? No, I don't know what they are. Um, fuck were those bears? Oh, those damn bears! How can I even search for that? Johnny Bear in Paradise. Bears, I don't remember. Care Bears. No, there's so many bears. Okay, I searched for bears I don't remember. The the bunny, the bear lyrics. The Baron st- with a pound sign, I-N, bears problem. And this Care Bear. Baron Stain Bears. I don't remember. it. They were like a second rate. Like Berenstain Bears, basically. Maybe they were rabbits. I don't know. Anyway, it was very much like, you know how all those kind of movies are just so cheaply produced and they just slap them together just for like something yes. to zone your kid out, right? Right. This series, whatever the fuck it was called, was like the B movie or even possibly C movie, probably B movie of that genre. Okay. So totally a, like a step down, like they cared even less. I just wish I could remember what it was called. Anyway, she had moved on to that and um, I forget what else she was watching then. So I was working from home back then. Um, yeah, Jules. So you got that- to like listen to it all day. Yeah, while I worked, um, and really I wasn't going to do much working because I was taking care of her. She was like, you know, three and a half, four. That's a nonstop thing. Right, yeah. And then, you know, the wife gets home. You might know her name's Leslie. And then dinner, and then she takes over for a little bit. But then she's been working all day, too. Whatever, we tag team it, kid goes to bed, and now I work, like, till 2 o'clock in the morning, and then go to bed, and then 7 a.m., here's the uh, monster tromping through the home that you have to try to tame all day long. It was good and bad. I got to work from home. Sure. You know. Didn't wear a lot of pants that year. And you got to listen to some bears you've forgotten about. I wish I could remember those damn bears. I also sent you a real-life uh, Beavis and Butthead there in the chat. Ooh, that's going to be gross. Or at least, oh, a, whoa. Or at least a Butthead. Ugh. That? See, now that. That there, is like. A, there's a Beavis creepily realistic. Yeah. Like, if Homer would have looked like that, that would have been... If Homer would have looked like that back in 1996... Yeah, that would have warranted... You would have known what I was talking about. ...your enthusiasm. But imagine, like, seeing that Homer thing now and your reaction to seeing it now. That's That was my reaction to it back then. Right. And I was just like... Because okay. I was a fucking idiot. I don't know. I really don't know what happened to me. You're like, not an idiot. 
I don't know. I feel kind of idiotic. But I'm sure, fine. I won't be so hard on myself. But there was definitely some kind of lapse in my perception. Yeah, I don't know. And we can all understand why that might have been. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It was a separate day, you know? Yeah. It spanned some time. It wasn't just an isolated incident. Well, the next day, I'd seen it that night, and then the next day, I was like, oh, shit, you got to see it. But you still seemed pretty impressed, even the yeah, next I day. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just, uh, all right. <laughs> we'll have to, maybe we'll we'll think about it. We'll reflect on really it for a little while. I don't remember showing it to you the next day. I do remember seeing it the original time and being, like, blown away. Well, I don't know if you showed and, it to me the next day. Right, but, uh, but at some it, other point I showed it to point. you. Yeah. I showed it to you like three years ago. <laughs> I was like, you got to see this. <laughs> 20 years ago, it was fucking awesome. No, it was, uh, you know, well, within within the same general time frame, a couple months maybe at most. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you would have found it unless they, like, repeated that right. episode or maybe we recorded it. it for some reason on an old vhs tape oh that could be yeah oh yeah you know what because they probably built it up like you won't want to miss the holy well, shit the, moment uh, yeah it was their uh, treehouse of horror right episode and then it's gonna blow your minds man look it's a cartoon but it's in the real world <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know. Oh, Here. boy. Here, I'm going to send you. Oh, jeez. Like, this is, an, this, is, this is it. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it, it, it is that even my it? Mind. Is that even it? That is it. Eventually what happens is he falls out of, like, the Tron computer world. Into our world. Into, like, our world for, like, the last, like, 40 seconds. Right. So they, but, the way they combine that with our world. Right. <laughs> he looks, yeah, in my mind, it wasn't because of the way, like, he, it did not just look like they superimposed that guy into our world. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Well, it's not like I'd seen, like, not seen 3D fucking models before. And even in here, they had it through the whole goddamn thing. Like, this part didn't blow my mind. Right. If anything, I was like, this part's pretty fucking stupid. I think that they just, like, really thought through, like, capturing the real world elements. Right. You know? Like, they really thought it out. So they got the angles right. They got the lighting on the 3D model just right. They got the shadows just right, you know? So th there was no, like, you could never, like, see through the curtains and behind the curtain and see, like, you know, the the machinations of what they were doing. They, they just were really thoughtful about capturing the real world stuff. And I think that's what you were reacting to. Like, it, it blended together yeah. really well. It still looks like a shitty 3D model, but, like... They just took some care, and especially for, you know, an animated show that, you know, has like, I'm not going to call it bare bones animation, but it's not photorealistic by any stretch. To like right. have that level of detail and realism, 
juxtaposed to the rest of the show, I think maybe that's what you were reacting to. Yeah, I think just having it in the real world and like you said, the whole um, like uh, like connection, like the 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 yeah the way it just blended in so seamlessly like tricked my mind into seeing that 3D model is somehow like real. Yeah. Yeah, and like that last 40 seconds where he's in the real world, they shot it as if it was a like a real show or a real movie or something. Mm-hmm. So like you know, they have a wide shot. He's whatever, climbing out of the dumpster because he falls into the dumpster or whatever. Um, And then they cut to a close-up and they change the camera angle, which, like, is different than... Our old buddy Simon Tarr taught us this in one of the first classes I had with him. It was an animation class. And he's like, everybody go home, make an animation, basically. It's like, what the... We don't... That's why we're in this class. We don't know what to do. Just make an animation. Just do it. Make a flip book animation and then bring it back. It's like, all right, I've been doing that since I was like eight years old. You know, it's easy. Mm -hmm. You got little stick figures and they got little guns and they're pew, 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 you know, whatever. Um, So everybody did it. Bring your flip book animation back to class, next class. And it was fascinating because none of us. Not one person in that class, 20 of us or so, employed any of the conventions or techniques that we would use if we were shooting a movie. In other words, like, here is my stick man, and it's like one shot, and he's moving around and blah, blah, blah. Nobody was like, here's my stick man in a wide shot. Now I cut to a close-up of my stick man. Right. In other words, no nobody cut. <laughs> there was no cutting. It was just one scene. It's like, you know, man with a movie camera, whatever. We're watching a train come in. You put the camera down and you just press record. That's how you make a movie. And it's like that barrier. I really got to give old Simon Tarr some credit. He removed that barrier from our thinking. And I think there's some of that at play in this Homer Simpson thing where they treated, even though looking at it now, it looks like a shitty 3D model. They treated him cinematically. Right. And the light on him, like they rendered the light. Yeah. On him. You know what I mean? In a, in a, in a, in a, in a, Believe well, it was, plausible it, way. It was motivated, you know, because it was daytime. So, like, where's the sun? We can see the shadows coming from the buildings and the dumpster and whatever. So let's make the light on him be motivated by the, you know, fucking sun, basically. Like, it matches the surroundings. They were just really careful about all those details. That being said, it didn't look that awesome. <laughs> right. No, it didn't. I'll totally accept that. I, I had a really weird, and I don't even remember it all, per se. Like, I don't remember, I don't remember realizing it was shitty at the time. You didn't. You were convinced it was awesome. Yeah, I guess I was. 
And I was like, and then like okay. a year ago, I was like, oh, I remember that awesome Simpsons. Let me look it up on YouTube. And I was like, what? I've looked it up at least three times since 1996 or seven or whatever the fuck it was. Just to be like, maybe now I'll see what Brad was talking about. Exactly. And each time I'm like, nope, that's how I remember it. It's fine. <laughs> but again, I watched it out of context, too. Like, I didn't yeah. sit through the whole episode and I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm not I'm not here to give you a hard time, man. So how about that coal turning coal into diamonds in Cameron's ass? Yeah, how about it? So are there any other uh I'm gonna pose this to the listener. Oh god. <laughs> what are some other classic coal being turned into diamond? Sticks that we should uh, talk about here. I don't think show. I'm going to share this Homer <laughs> picture link. You mean the one I just sent? Yeah. Yeah, we won't put that in the show notes. It required a permission for me to view it. Really? Weirdly. Yes. Skype must be fairly conservative. It like was able to like. I don't guess. You like, know? analyze it. The AI is like, this is a little naughty. We're going to put a permission on it. So. What about coal, coal and asses? Yeah. So, if, I don't know. We, we talked about Cameron. We talked about Superman. Who else turns coal into diamonds? Well, other sticks are out there. I don't know. We, I'd like to know, though. Coal and asses. Coal and ass. Colon ass. How apropos. Yeah. Go to gutterballs.tv. Click the contact link. What are they supposed uh, to say? If they have anything about (laughs) coal and asses or coal being turned into diamonds. All right. Just give us a a little. Because I want to make sure we cover all of it. And right now what I have is Ferris Bueller's Cameron and Superman. Seems like there's tons more, doesn't there? I think you'd think there would be more. You'd think. Huh. Well, let us know, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know who uh, probably uh, isn't uh, wearing her diamond these days? Uh, Beyonce? Well, really? Uh, uh, Maybe. J-Lo? I was going to say... Kim Kardashian, because they got stolen. Oh, my Skarsgård. My Agnes Skarsgård. Why is she yours? Because she was the key to uh, creating Alexander, Gustav, and all the rest. (laughs) All the rest. Such a hearty bunch, these Skarsgårds. Childbearing hips, that my... I mean, presumably. There's not a whole lot about her out there. No, very little. Um, So this is Stellan's ex-wife now. Yes. She was a a, uh, doctor. She's not necessarily in the biz, although she does have a single IMBD credit. 
She has more than that. She was herself. Well, the ones where she's herself, I'm not going to count those. Why not? Well, because just appearing as yourself in something, presumably because your husband is famous, like you appeared with him on like the Swedish Circus of the Stars family edition or something. So all it doesn't put you in the biz per se. The so the ninety-seven movies the and Nats. documentaries where Marty Scorsese is in a movie theater with some slashes of light talking about movies, they shouldn't count for his IMDb page. Fine, fine. They're shades of gray. All right. I'm not saying they don't count. I'm not saying they shouldn't be in the IMDb page. You're using you. an awfully broad brush to paint all this. I am. I am. So you single IMDb credit for her then? Well, she happened to be a. Uh, I think it was a producer, right? For something. Something like that. I forgot yeah. already. Yes. Yeah. So I, Stellan, he's here, fucking robbing the cradle. He is. What is he? Sixty-one years old now. Sixty-five. Oh boy. Shit. He so he 60, divorced my... He was 60 in, when we started this podcast. <laughs> right. He, he, he divorced my... So he he did the divorcing? My? Well, I, have I no guess idea, that's Brad. a good point. They were divorced. They got divorced. They were, weren't, weren't they married for 32 years? Uh, he's... More than that, I think. 75 to 2007. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be about 30-some, 30 32 years, yeah. Like, I'm, what? like, connecting it all, because I was born in 75. Yeah, Same, I know. You're and an then what's fuck. his name? Alexander got born in 76. Yeah, that's more like it. You know who else was born in 76? Me. May, well, besides you? No, I think it's so always you. It. Alexander and Megan. Who's Megan? Megan Everett, who becomes <laughs> Stellan's second wife in 2009. Get out of here. No. So she's the same age as his son. You know, that's kind of a grossy, grossy dicky move, honestly. Yeah. To, to trade your wife of 32 years in for a younger model, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs. Probably right. a lot of threads in all Skarsgård's head. But, like, just on the surface, like, bad optics. Yes, not good optics. It's like, hmm. Yeah, definitely not. Like, reverse the genders and see how that plays out. Uh, it wouldn't, you know? It's just he had, bad. He he had two more kids with this Megan. That's crazy. He's got eight kids now. Yeah. So he has eight. And two of them are like in the one's single a, digits still. Yeah, one's like four years old or something. Yeah. Can you imagine being 65 years old and having a four-year-old? Well, I guess, you know, European, it's just kind of different. 
How is it different? It's awful. It's terrible. It's a living hell. I don't care what continent you're on. (laughs) Well, maybe if you're Stellan Skarsgård, renowned master of film and stage, you can just be like, Megan, you take care of little boopy. I'm going (laughs) to... I got to go film another movie with Peter Stormare. He's my best friend, after all. (laughs) I've seen him twice in 20 years. Lars is on the phone. I'll talk to you in 10 months. Yeah, I got to go slaughter. I got to spend 10 months slaughtering a goat (laughs) in a fjord. (laughs) Bathing in its blood for Lars. With what's her name? But she probably has to fuck the goat, you know, because he's a monster to her. And then, then she, but well, then she's gonna, uh, you know, crack each of my nuts apart with a with a with a with one of those uh, like nutcrackers, like you'd use on a, a nut or or even like a lobster claw crab legs. After she has knocked me unconscious right. by smashing my erection in, and since <laughs> Lars only does not believe in special effects or any type of fakery in films. I dust up, you know, dust up on your old uh, pain tolerance techniques for this one. Yeah. Basically, that's why he had the two extra kids, because he's like, I know I'll never have a chance again. No, because what if I live to be 200? He hits the singularities like shit. I could have had more kids, except I allowed Charlotte Gainsbourg to crush my testicles with a nutcracker. While Lars was filming it. And in preparation for that role, he had to punch himself in the testicles 200 times a day. Right. Well, that was it was kind of like, a, 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 you know, maybe if he did that, like toughen them up. They could like survive the cracking. Yeah, maybe because he still needed to be able to perform after she crushed them with the nutcracker. Right. It's part of the story. Yes. <sighs> so he could ejaculate blood all over her. Oh my God. Fucking Lars. What's this guy's problem? People are like, guys, you've gone too far. But listen. No. We're just describing an actual film that exists <laughs> that's considered, <laughs> of- that has like a high rating probably. It's only 6.9. In- or 6.6 on IMDb at least. Surprisingly, Let's see here. Rotten Tomatoes Antichrist. Fifty percent. Not very good. Fifty percent. I think that's the maybe the perfect tomato meter in a way. Because it's like you you want to piss off as many people as you entertain. Yes, you want it's evenly split. <laughs> people either liked it or didn't. Like fifty right down the line. You're straddling that perfect. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't translate exactly to IMDb. I don't think a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes is a 5.0 on IMDb. IMDb's ranking goes from whatever, 0 to 10. Well, the tomato meter is based on critics, right? Right. Whereas the IMDb is just users clicking on it, right? Right. Like users rating it. Now, Now, tomato does have the audience score, and the audience score... Is fifty five percent? 
No, it's a little higher. Wow. So that's a little closer to the six in the IMDb, but yeah. What do you think the uh, audience meter for Antichrist is? I don't know. One. Moving on. Let's just move on. (laughs) You don't want to talk about Lars anymore? No. We've 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 gone around that horn a couple times, I think. <laughs> well, you got to go and you got to come back, I guess. Yeah, we'll eventually come back around to this guy because where there's scars guards, there's, there's a Montreal somewhere. Yep, you know it's around. He's always lurking. Yeah. It's so like my, Spielberg yeah, and Hanks. I couldn't find too much about my. No, she's secretive, seems like. Well, yeah. Not one for the limelight, I guess, because not in the biz. Right. So I'm going to call this. Here, I'm going to put a link to um, this uh, Homer Simpson gobsmackingly realistic 3D animation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Gobsmackingly realistic Homer 3D. So while you do that, Homer, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna close the book on my. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Married to Stellan for 32 years. She had All one credit. What was her credit though? Did we even mention it? Well, I didn't have it up anymore. It's a. Uh, Actress, Jim oh, actress? and yeah, Jim and Piraterna Blom. She plays the role of mother. That was Young, in nineteen eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Young Jim's father dies, but he comes back to Earth time and time again to tell Jim of his adventures. Jim's mother is left to take care of him while working as a waitress. The little town. He lives in is something of a bore, but using his imagination, life can be fun. So I assume she's playing the role of Jim, the titular Jim's mother. Yeah. Directed by Hans Alfredson. And who plays Jim's father? Ah, but the Stellman himself. Old Stellanator. The old miss. The old man. Stieg Olin. Potasis Algot. Yeah, I know. Bless you. Potas. Oh. Potatus. It's Algo, Brad. Potatus Algo. Mm, Maybe. Yep. All right. Now we can close the book on mine. All right. Now we can close... The book on my, unfortunately. Well, there's just wish we could do it more justice, but Uh, you know, I'm pretty lazy. Me too. (laughs) So moving right along, who who do we got next? Gustav. Gustav. Gustav is a uh, scars guard. He's a scars guard. He's an actor. Like his brother, Alexander. That's right. Gustav was born in 1980. 
So he's next in line after Alexander. Now, unfortunately, so would, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, according to BuzzFeed's um, hotometer, he's only a six and a half scars, and that's only a half a scar better than his dad. So, I wouldn't put him above his dad. I mean, he has the if you if we grade for youth, maybe. Yeah, but I think but, the curve is youth based. Yeah. But he's in, apparently he's in this show uh, Vikings. Vikings, yeah, Vikings or something, which I've never watched. I'd never heard of, let alone watched. I've heard of it. It's on the History Channel. <laughs> oh, so it's like a. Um, I assume it's narrative, like a dramatic narrative, but yeah, it's kind of like, like fact based more than something. Yeah, I don't know if there's. Any, I don't things. know how many facts there are in it. It kind of seems like I've only seen the commercials and stuff for it. It seems like they're it's, at least they're trying to sell it. Like, oh, this is like Game of Thrones, but with Vikings. It was like real. That's so purely fictional, you know? though. I mean, whether or not any of these characters or kings or whatever that might be in here are like actual historical people. I have no idea. You think uh, History Channel is just... But again, it's very narrative. Very you think they're like, just peddling this shit based on their reputation and name? Well, I mean, does History Channel really have that much of a reputation? Like, how many well, fucking, I know they got like, that ancient UFO I know, I know. things are they going to show? Right, right, right. I know. Good point, good point. You know, the Learning Channel. You the know, it's like... Honey Boo Boo and John and Kate plus eight and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Honey Boo Boo was on the Learning Channel. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Jesus PLC. I've well, never seen anything from Honey Boo Boo. But they do a uh, well. Again, the Learning Channel. I remember when we first started getting that. I was in like high school time. When we got that on our cable, and at the time it was like it actually had like legit learning content, I would say. Like what? Give me an example. Like more actual like science based stuff and learning. Well, the show on there, Connections, was the kick ass show that was that, on oh, there. I remember that show. That show was pretty fucking cool. That show was so fucking awesome. It fucking blew my mind. I'm not talking like 3D Homer in a realistic environment no, no, no. cool. I'm talking like Boogie Nights cool or something. Yeah. It was like the store, the history of all science. It wasn't beyond science. It was like, again, the, the concept being connections, right? I was all connected. Like, right. Of you all know, things. political things and science and. War and plagues, but it all worked together to like create what we have now, and it was just amazing. And they would do all these like historical reenactions while he was talking about it. And the dude was always in the same like beige leisure suit <laughs> that was just like to me became like iconic. Yeah, that was. The so host. there's some. Legit I don't remember too much about James it. Burke, yeah. Hmm. So there's the legit uh, 
some legit learning stuff. But again, the idea of the learning channel was like, oh, see, you don't need government doing this PBS to create like good content, enriching content, like let the private sector do it. We have the learning channel. Well, we saw how that worked, right? Connections was pretty good, but that turned into Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, now it's Honey Boo Boo. How's that for a motherfucking connection? <sighs> yes, and now we have the History Channel with ancient aliens and Vikings. Right. <sighs> Although, okay, so here's so here's my... I'm I know. At, Gustav Skarsgård is in it, so it's not all bad, but still... I mean, Vikings might be a great fucking show. I'm not going to say it's not. I'm just saying it's not fucking History Channel. You know what I mean? I mean, fine. The History Channel can be whatever it wants to be. But when they try to say you don't need goddamn PBS because you have a History Channel, but it's just pawning off the same kind of like, you know, like what if there were zombies in the Great Depression? Let's watch that show. Like it. I don't know. No, I, I got you, man. I got gotcha. you. I think Fred Rogers would have something to say about it. Exactly. Where are the Fred Rogers of yesteryear? So, Gustav was in this movie that I had not heard of. Contiki. Mm. Which, I'm familiar with Contiki, though. Much like Roebling's Bridge. <laughs> okay. This is a very weird connection. So if I was to say, what are some of the things my dad talked about a lot? Is this a monster Kind of like movie? repeated himself a lot about. Number one would be the Roebling Bridge. Number two would be Thor Heyerdahl and Kontiki. What is Thor Heyerdahl? Thor Heyerdahl is a guy. It's a dude. He has a great fucking name, Thor Heyerdahl. Sure he does, but what's his deal? He was a, um, just some kind of like academic slash adventurer. And his big theory he's, was... He's a real person. He's a real person. And his big theory was people from South America traveled on a raft to the Polynesian islands and like populated it. Why the is people that's... in Polynesia were descendants of people from like Peru. Why is that so far fetched? Cuz it's like a 5000 mile journey that they would have had to undertake like thousands and thousands of years ago. It can happen. I mean, it can I, well, I don't know enough, right, to say if it could happen. I mean, that was his theory. People said he was crazy. I could understand, like, it might happen accidentally. Like, some people are on a, a raft out there 5,000 years ago, and they fucking get, like, pushed out to sea too far, and they're like, shit, I guess we're just going to see what happens if we keep going for a couple hundred extra days. I think it's less likely that it and would happen accidentally, there. Brad, because water... Water is the enemy. It's your best friend and your greatest enemy on the ocean. Right. Um, but, I mean, I've w seen Chris Hemsworth. W-A-W. Wah. 
Yeah. Water always wins. Well, that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I've seen Chris Hemsworth fight the ocean, and, you know, he did 2,000 miles or so without too much prep work. Um, 5,000 miles when you mean to do it? Like, we don't give, you know, our ancestors enough credit yeah. 5,000 I mean, years ago. They're building fucking pyramids, you know? Yeah. Put well, your this, mind to it. This So this guy, I mean, so in essence, what Thor Heyerdahl did... They had was, to come from somewhere, Brad. They didn't just show up. Well, they could have come from Asia. Yes, of course. But that's no cakewalk either. I suppose. I don't know. All I, I know don't th- is... It's not that much closer. I All I know is what my like young mind absorbed, right? Well... I don't know. I think it's a lot closer. I, I don't think it's that much closer. Like 3,000, okay, 3,000 miles instead of like 5,000 miles? What? Yeah. They did do a, uh, he, so what he did was, right, he made a little balsa wood raft like they would have had in the time Thor hired all did? Yeah. Oh, keep going with this shit. He made a balsa wood raft. Got on it in Peru and said, see you motherfuckers in Polynesia. Jesus Christ. I'm going. I mean, I guess it's, yeah, it's a lot closer to to Asia. You can do it. But it's not, still, that's not easy. Like, if you're going to do a thousand miles, you might as well do five thousand miles. Yeah. All right, so he got on a raft. Yeah. Um, You know, they only, you know, the raft was built using only stuff they would have had back then, right? Jesus. Um, they only used tools and implements from that time period on the raft. See you motherfuckers in Poly- Where? Like, Polynesia is pretty vague. Yeah. I'm not sure. He probably had an, an idea of where he was going exactly. Or maybe, again, with the, ins- with the not... Um, you know, maybe with the imprecise navigation, it was just like, I'll head in that general direction till I hit an island. I'll hit something eventually. Yeah. Jesus. So what he happens? did that. I think it took me him a hundred days. Oh, man. And he did it. He got there. Fuck. So he named, the name of his boat was the Contiki. Huh. Yeah, I looked up Contiki. It's got uh, a boat, a somewhat makeshifty boat, but like intentionally makeshifty looking. But there's at least five, one, two, three, four, five, five people on it. Yeah, he had a, he, there was like five people. Oh, That's it wasn't correct. just him. Okay. So it wasn't just him. Gotcha. He had a people. There was like a little like kind of cabin area on it. I guess you could get yeah. out of the sun or whatever, sleep in the rain. Sure. Out of the rain. But again... And there's supposed to be a whale shark underneath the boat. Yeah, in the poster to the I movie. I really want to see that. this movie because of the whale shark. Yeah, I watched the trailer just today to prepare for this. Um, yeah, and there is a whole whale shark coming under the boat scene. I mean, whale sharks there. aren't aggressive. They're not going to fuck with you. So I don't know why it's a whale well, shark. Well, they like fucking, you know, bounce up the top of the boat or whatever. It would be an accident. Yeah. 
but that's what uh, yeah anyway huh it's a 2012 movie 2012 and Gustav Skarsgård's in there he's one of the five people on the boat and did they all make it I mean maybe don't You'd tell me that might I be a should spoiler know, but as far as I know I don't know of anyone dying on it all right don't bother but like my dad for whatever reason would talk about this a lot not the movie obviously because no you were like, a grown-ass man by the time this movie came out. He'd work in, like, Contiki. Like, he would come up somehow. Or it would just, like... Someone would say something. He'd be like, oh, that reminds me of the Contiki. <laughs> Have you, you ever knew- heard of Thor Heyerdahl? And you knew that it That was well. like his dinner, dinner, dinner um, party talk or something. What was your reaction when you would hear him start going down a Contiki <laughs> wormhole or rabbit hole? I, I, I would just... I, were you excited because you knew about it or were you more like rolling your eyes? I think it went through a phase. Like it went through like a... Even though I've heard about this before, I'm kind of excited about it. To hear It's an exciting thing. And then eventually it went into like, yeah, I know about the fucking Contiki. <laughs> like, you've mentioned it only like 25 times in the last year. Oh, really? You're going to talk about Contiki again? Can't wait. Yeah. Did it ever come back around? But Maybe then I now. think it would come back. I mean, if dad brought it up now, I'd be like, yeah, I want to go back to the warmth, warm memories of the Airmount Contiki. Like he had a, uh, he had a. We, there was a book he had. It was kind of like a big hardback book with a lot of like color pictures in it, but like those old like nineteen fifties or sixties style photos that were like yeah. the colors were so saturated, you know, yep. mm-hmm. of like the boat and him on the boat and shit like that. And yeah, here's the. Here's Easter Island, like, oh, in Easter Island, he thought those people came from Peru. Yeah. Hmm. Contiki. So that's Contiki. But he, the, the Thor Heyerdahl, though, Contiki was just the beginning. What do you mean? I guess after he did that, he was like, you know, and became kind of, you know, famous for this. Like, wow, guy sails 5,000 miles on a balsa wood raft. I'm what an adventurer. He was like the real miles. life Indiana Jones or something. You know what I mean? He was like an academic, but also an adventurer. What year did he do this? Give or 1947, take. 1947, I think. 47, huh? Yeah. Let's wow. see. Contiki Expedition. Yeah, 1947, Journey by Raft. Across the Pacific Ocean. 101 days. That's a long time. Yep. 101 days. Yep. Floating out there on a piece of balsa wood. Gustav didn't get the lead gig here. No, he wasn't Thor. He was one of his compeers, though, on the boat. Now, here... Let's see. Let's play the can you pronounce Gustav Skarsgård's character's first name game. Ready? I'll spell it, and then you pronounce it. All right. B-E-N-G-T. 
banked. I'm just going to go. Sure. Why not banked? I give you an 8 out of 10 on that. If you would have said binged, there would have been a 10 scars. Right. I was going to say that. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. Or Benji T. Con Tiki. Well, there you go. Yeah, but Thor Heyerdahl did this a handful of other times. Like, he had this boat raw. Because Con Tiki was like the the sun god of Peru or whatever, of ancient Peru. So he did it again with Ra, which was the, you know, Egyptian sun god. Sure. And he tried to go um, from Africa to... Um, to, to North America, I guess. Okay. And, uh, but it didn't work. Is that the boat, where he died? The boat, no, they were, they were rescued by, by a passing yacht, apparently. But they were forced to abandon because it, it just started to, the raft just started to break apart from all the storms and rough water and stuff. It just couldn't, couldn't make it. Yeah, there's a Oddly lot of enough. W- they were just about a hundred miles short of making it to the island. Which island? Uh, somewhere in the Caribbean. Huh. Yeah, you know, a lot of weather comes off the uh, western coast of Africa. That's where we get our hurricanes from. I've tracked them a lot. Yeah. And you'll see, you know, a big patch coming off of there. It's thousands of miles away. But you're watching it. Yeah. And but it gets halfway across and it starts like, ooh, we're seeing a little development here. It's starting to get some structure. And then it's like 1,500 miles, 1,200 miles off the coast of the eastern seaboard. And it's like, yes, we have rotation and the winds are above whatever, 45 miles an hour. And now we have a tropical storm. And in about a day and a half, it's going to be a hurricane. And then you're living in Florida, and you got to hope your house doesn't get washed away again. Right. Not not my favorite. Here's something for you. But he did eventually make it. Because the next year, he did it again. He did it again. With the boat, the Raw 2. Huh. And he made and it. he tried again this time. Well, it was only 100 miles short, so they they left, and they end up in uh, Barbados. Not bad. The Lesser Antilles, right? Uh, Wedge Antilles? Is he the lesser one, or is it Captain Antilles? Since he's uh, probably Captain Antilles is the Lesser Antilles. Well, I would say Wedge is the lesser. Wedge isn't a captain. Well, he's not a captain, but he's also like... I mean, he's got more screen the, time. He's but got a lot more screen time, though. I so. would say Captain Antilles' legend precedes him. Yeah, I will go with that. I'm with you now. Okay. Although, while the Raw 2 was out there making the journey, I guess it became... I don't Stricken? know. Well, like it became... Like, they, they like lost track of it. I guess it was being tracked, you know, by naval authorities or something and it but it became lost at some point or maybe that 
they had like a radio on it and they lost contact. I don't know. But there was a huge like search and rescue operation. Which they didn't need, apparently. Which they didn't need because they made it to Barbados eventually. So he so, did Contiki Raw, Raw 2, but he wasn't done yet. Oh, boy. He then did the Tigress. What did that do? Which was, in essence, to prove that trade and migration between Mesopotamia and um, the Indus Valley civilization, what's, in essence, uh, you know, now Pakistan and Western India. That doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. Right? No no boats involved with that one, right? Well, no, he sailed it. They sailed, like, uh, down to the Persian Gulf and over to Pakistan and oh, through that the Red old Sea. Re- well, sure, sure. But uh, the, I will admit, I'm not. Uh, that seems a bit less interesting. It does. Because he could have just gone over land. And it could have been, like, after you've gone 5,000 miles and crossed an ocean, it doesn't seem that interesting, right? Right, because what is this, like, 1,500 miles? And you're never that far from land, really, all things considered. Like, I don't think you're more than 200 miles off the coast at any given time making that route. Yeah. A guy I work with has done... Not that exact route, I don't think, but he has started in Greece, crossed the Mediterranean, through the Suez Canal, down the Red Sea, scooted way out from the Horn of Africa because, just because, it's fucking Somalia, and then all the way down to... Mum, mum, fucking bossa. There's a whole mum, mum, fucking bossa, mum, fucking bossa. I can tell you the um. There's a port here. I think he was going to the Southern Engineering Company Limited, but uh, it's the Kenya Ports Authority. It's it's right there. There's a little inlet and beep, right there. There's a whole industry where. I guess the ultra-wealthy buy boats, but the boats are in different parts of the world than where they live. How do you get the boat to where you live? Well, you hire people to fucking sail it to where you live. Right. And this guy does that. He's done it off the eastern coast of the U.S., like from the Caribbean up to, like, past the Outer Banks, up to New Jersey, and he showed me some pictures of it. Maybe I'll find them. I'll blur his face out and I'll send you some because... Some pictures of the boat? Like he's on the boat, like helping to like sail it to the place. Right. And he's out. He's like a couple hundred miles off the Outer Banks. And it's just like, nah, dog. <laughs> nah, dog. It's not perfect storm level by any means. It's just kind of like normal, normal shitty seas. (laughs) 
Right. And even so, it's just like, nah, dog. No. No, <laughs> nah. <yeah. laughs> I will find that. I will send it to you. Yeah, it's like, talk about getting your nuts in a nut vice. That'll do it. And he's just kind of like hanging on there like, yep, just sailing this boat. Holy fuck. <laughs> Let me add a couple binder clips to my scrotum. Woo-hoo! All right. Now I'm ready. <laughs> ready now. <laughs> yeah. Shit. But yeah, you got to watch those pirates. It's a real thing. Somalia. And this is, I think he did that like 15 years ago. Still a thing got to be real fucking careful out there pirates brad i know if you're not careful they'll make you fucking swab the poop deck (laughs) brought it back to nautical terms